0: sit a spell a podcast about slowing down remembering who we are and where we came from folks used to invite you to come up on the porch and sit a spell so pull up a rocking chair grab a glass of sweet tea and let's sit a spell and visit about our heritage and how we use those traditions and skills
1: Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 4 of Sit a Spell, the Great Tennessee Appalachian Food Roadshow. You got it. You it's, got it.
0: Oh, I want to look at you so bad. I'm sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> just so, um, so, just so you it. know, Megan's not allowed to look at me today, um, because in previous podcasts, you'll notice that every time she looks at me, she drifts away on the microphone. So, um I got, I got in trouble today. We're so excited. Hey, I'm Crystal Blankenship, UTTSU Extension, Cumberland County.
0: I'm Megan Brown, UTTSU Extension in Meigs County.
1: And would it be a sit spell podcast if I didn't say, we've got a treat for you today.
0: Every time, but everyone has been a treat so far, so we're really excited.
1: It's really, it's really exciting. Today, we are at Solly Notch Vineyard. 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 You, you heard our, you heard?
0: <laughs> a little bit of that sit-a-spell right there. You heard it? Did you hear, hear,
1: that in the back, hear that in the background. <laughs> oh, you heard one of our special guests in the background. We're at Sally Notch Vineyard in Monroe County, Tennessee. I don't have the address. Oh, I
2: read. 162 Harrison Road, Madisonville, Tennessee, 37354.
0: Would you call this the, still the foothills? Absolutely. The foothills of of the Great Smoky Mountains, so Absolutely. we're just in the, just the pit of Appalachia.
3: The pit,
1: <laughs> the pit of I, Appalachia. Where I want to be, the pit of Appalachia. <laughs> <laughs> so today, one of our very special guests is Mr. J.D. Dalton.
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: Um, good morning. Good, good afternoon.
2: morning. Good evening for all of out there out in Never Never Land.
1: Just so you know, he's very shy. And we also have a very special guest. Mr. Jonathan Ray is with us again. And we are so happy. Um, Agriculture agent, UT Extension agent in Monroe County. it's
3: great to be with you, Crystal, as always. (laughs) We're glad to have you all uh, here in the wonderful foothills uh, (laughs) visiting with us today.
1: Awesome.
0: So give us uh, like an overview, a little bit of a background of where we're sitting right now.
2: Well... We happen to be sitting in the Jackson Lounge at this present time. Uh, and it's an old family farmhouse from the Wade Farm, which is, they were a dairy farm years ago. Uh, we actually moved this, this, is actually our second building here on the facility. Uh, but we actually moved it here as a whole. Uh, put it on planks and, uh, well, I-beans basically. And we moved it here, it has a log uh, foundation and we moved it here as a whole. We. Kind of recreated it here on on the grounds. Um, the owner saw it uh, at the neighbor's uh, facility and said, "Man, that'd be cool over here." Our first building was, which is now the tasting room, but it was just a log building that we brought here from Mount Erie, North Carolina. Uh, but this was this was fitting. Uh, we brought it here; it matches with our tasting room. Uh, we called it the Jackson Lounge. We needed some restrooms for our events that we do here for different things open to the public, and uh, so we created some restrooms on the back side of the building.
0: And, um, it's gorgeous where we're sitting right now. Crystal and I have owed and awed over um, this place. It looks like you just stepped back into to history a little bit when you walked into the room. So, um, it's a winery and a vineyard.
2: Okay, so I'll give you a little backdrop. I'll, I'll give you a little backdrop. So, I am JD Dalton. The owners brought me on board here when they bought the place in May of '9. I'm a cardiac and pulmonary rehab person by degree, so I'll bring I'll bring around how how I. I mean, no offense
1: to you, JD, but I would have never guessed that. Well,
2: that's great. That's what it's all about here. So I grew up kind of down the road with the Arwood Farm, which is about two and a half closest I've ever been. It's like my best friend, brother, whatever. Named my first child after him. So you guys can fill in the blanks there. Uh, so when the owners bought this in May of 09, I was working for the doctor. We had an exercise facility oh, okay. for his patients. And he said, Jenny, if I buy this uh, vineyard out here, said, will you run it? And I said, well, you know, if that's where we're going, hey, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, because we had downsized the office. We moved to a different office. Then we turned. He needed more exam space. So I turned in to taking care of. He has another farm, and his brother also has another farm over in Inglewood. And so I actually turned in uh, to the facility maintenance, taking care of the farm, horses, all that kind of stuff. And so, hey, it's something different every day. So when they bought this in Melbourne 9 at auction, uh, there were three owners. After the first year, one owner got out and then we had two owners. The brother and the the previous owner now, uh, Kerry Cox is the one who owns this solely. Uh, But how I got here is I was working for Dr. Cox and had been with him probably 12 or 14 years. uh, Muscadines have the highest amounts of Reservatrol, which is an antioxidant property. So to me, now I'm not making any health claims. (laughs) Never, no. uh, Mm -mm. You know, obviously you hear four ounces of a red wine and they're talking about the Reservatrol amount. So it's good for all kinds. I'm not even going to say what all they're good for because Mm -hmm. I'm not making any health claims. Again, there's my disclaimer. (laughs) But that's how I kind of bring it all back together with cardiac and pulmonary rehab because I mean, it wow, the, the fruit is amazing. Look
0: <laughs> at us bringing family and consumer sciences and ag together right here. <laughs> there that's right, busting
1: <laughs> out of those silos, y'all. I love it. Um, okay, so how many um acres do we have here? Is can you Perfect. tell? Us? So, when I
2: started, just to give you, you know, so May of '09, they bought 92 acres. Since then, now present day. We have 208 acres. We have 202 rows. I do six varieties, two dark fruits, four bronze berries, and I'll name them for you. Okay. Nesbitt, noble. Then we go, that's the two dark varieties. The Nesbitt's more of a table berry, table, I don't like to say grape, a table muscadine, even though... Muscadines are in the great family. It's more.
1: That's probably what we remember eating.
2: Absolutely. So from we our childhood, you pick operation in uh-huh. September, and a, lot, a ton of people come. Man, at grandma's, we used to go to grandma's on Sundays. We used to, and that's probably what grandma had. Mm-hmm. And so, man, we hear that just like I mean, that's that's probably the good part about sitting on the porch and listening and talking to people that come here, and they say, "Man, this is just like." And we have some groups that. So 09, we did a U-Pick in 09. That would have been my first U-Pick, which I learned. We were open seven days a week, you <laughs> didn't get anything done, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Harvest '09. so we have people but this will be my, I think it's 13th harvest, uh, 12 or 13. It all runs together after 10. <laughs> yeah. Every year's been different. So, but we have families that come from south and north and they meet here and they've been meeting here well before it was Sally Notch when it was the previous owner. So they used to meet here. Now he only did you pick a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Now we do it for the whole month of September and the whole month of October uh, or as long as we have fruit. I know where so, I'm going to be saying, coming, yeah, in coming in September, bringing
1: the family. Absolutely. <laughs> that that is so fun.
2: Fill them up. But back to my four bronzeberries. Oh, yes, we left those. We left. have so Magnolia, Carlos, Doreen, and my favorite, Sterling. Now that's a test question we'll ask at the end. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Sterling berry. I can remember Sterling. Sterling berry is the. It, what so made, it, what
1: sets it apart?
2: It, you know, it's muscadines are in the grape family, but I call it a muscadine twain. And to me, the sterling berry has more of that twain than any of the rest of them. Now, most of the other wine, well, all of them except for the Nesbitts, are used to make wine out of, but still, Sterling tops the cake for me.
1: So, my mama was telling me that, mm, I don't know, a little while back, she was talking about how she used to make uh, juice, muscadine juice, with her mama growing up, and she said, man, I just love muscadine juice. Is that the the Nesbitt? Would that be? Well, you could what would be you, the ideal one?
2: You know, Nesbit would be a real good one. Noble turns out to be really well. Um, I think you could do juice with any of them. It yeah. all kind of depends on the bronze to the taste. And everybody, here's the first question: somebody comes during you the UP, they say, <laughs> "Which is the sweetest?" Yeah. Well. There are four of us sitting here right now, and all four of us could try the same one. And we all are going to think something's different about the sweetness of them. So we could try all six of them. Now, you might think this one's right. You Mm -hmm. might think that one's right. You might think the other one. And I might think two different things. So that is such a hard thing. So here's what I say. Hey, they're labeled in two-row increments out there. Try them all. See which one you like, and then fill your bucket. Because that's, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing is picking them when they're ripe. Now, I've seen them in the store a few times, and I'm not knocking anybody or whatever. I realize <laughs> they gotta, they got to they transfer from yes. somewhere. But there's nothing like picking a ripe muscadine off the vine when it is its full, full maturity and full sweetness. You, you won't taste anything else like
1: it. When people come to do the you-pick, does somebody educate them about what a ripe one looks like?
2: We do, we do our best, absolutely. Because yeah.
1: I'm, I'm assuming by the names that you've given them, so they're going to be different colors?
2: They're going to be different. And here's, a, here's another little thing. They all start green. Even the dark berries start green. Huh. As they start to ripen, the dark fruit turns red. Then it turns black. And then when it gets dull black, is the sweetest it'll be. Now, just like you, not like a tomato, but just like you pick a green berry off of a vine here, It's going to be green till it rots. Oh! It's going to be sour if you pick a ripe berry. You can't set it in the window and let let it it (laughs) ripen. Absolutely, absolutely. Interesting. for, For wine production, my my consumer or my people who buy from me wholesale, they want we call it brick value. They want it to be as high as possible. Now we try to shoot for really high bricks value, which is Relates to sugar content because you got to think you got to have sugar, like mm-hmm. alcohol, and you, you know, all that. Kind of stuff Oh, mm-hmm. well,
1: that makes sense,
0: yeah. And so, this is the largest, right, in Tennessee. The we are the
2: largest commercial muscadine vineyard in the state of Tennessee. It's
0: fantastic, that's so cool. And I equate muscadines. How, how are you saying it, Jonathan?
3: Well, I we had a discussion before <laughs> yeah, we went uh, <laughs> on this. Uh, worldwide podcast about (laughs) musky dime or musky dine how is the correct, correct pronunciation so I think I lost out I was saying musky dime uh, they corrected me, and well, here's what afterlife. I'm going to say.
2: I'm not going to correct you. I'm going to say however you want to say it. What makes you feel comfortable? Yeah, that's what you, you need go. to go.
3: Okay. Well, I'm going with musky I know
2: <laughs> just, just, just
1: I know so you, you know, Jonathan, you're one of my favorite people. But we talk all the time about how, um, depending on where you're from, you say everything differently. Um. So, are you from Monroe County originally?
3: I am. That's our Southern Appalachian yeah twang. I guess you know that we all have, and we don't yeah. realize it because we live with it. But uh,
1: that's exactly <laughs> right. Who
3: we are. Well, it's JD I- does a great job here with this, and uh, he he's worked a whole lot with our uh, UT uh, fruit specialist, Dr. David Lockwood, and uh, JD is and da- and Dr. Lockwood have a great relationship. Unfortunately, this spring has been, as you all know, really cool
1: mm-hmm. and
3: wet, and we've had a little bit of injury here on some of the planting. It's, uh, JD says he don't think it's gonna really hurt his yield, but it uh, it has bit him back, and you can see that driving in this morning. Uh, some of the vines looked uh, you know, like they had, had some frost damage. So uh, JD is always trying to improve his production practices, and I know he's harvested these for several years and he could talk about his harvest deal and how that's changed. Uh, there's just so much to talk about and learn about here, and it's a great place to bring your family and visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live really close, so, you know, I know the history, but when it was a dairy farm and uh, <laughs> seen the change in ownership, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just a beautiful place. It probably has one of the best views oh, of yeah. the mountains uh, in in this whole county that I'm, I have a opportunity to work in, but just a beautiful view of the mountains.
1: I think that um, JD, it's a good thing I don't live in the area because I'd be like, I'm going to come visit all the time because it is the most beautiful just landscape um, it's just beautiful and i did notice like you said um some of the vines they looked like they had been bit but overall it wasn't a, it didn't look like a huge amount from the road
2: <laughs> well and that and that's to, to and dr lockwood was out here after we had the frost and i, I unfortunately think that we got a lot colder than it shows on the reports but there would have been nothing that week. I mean, there would possibly could have been something we could have done had we initially started the vineyard and and put irrigation in and had some. I mean, there's some you know, there's all yeah. kinds of debates there. Basically, we're at the mercy of Mother Nature. Yeah. And that's what agriculture is. You're gambling from day one, and anybody tells you it's not a gamble, they're lying to themselves <laughs> and lying to you because it is a gamble. Now, I, we don't think that it'll hurt our production. Well. We don't really know. We I have so this has been what I say it was going to be my thirteenth or I think it's twelve, but anyways, all since '09, I have never had two seasons alike. I have again. I'm a cardiac pulmonary rehab person by degree. Things are supposed to be consistent, and the yeah. variable doesn't change always. <laughs> but since I've been here, the variable change every day wait 15 minutes we It's going to change again (laughs) it's going to change again so i mean it's it's one of those things that i think we're going to be okay because we got a secondary bud system and we'll have a third bud system that has that gotten burnt but we have spent a lot more effort and a lot more time and way more labor in trying to cut out some of that dead stuff maybe not necessarily to help us for this year it might help us for the next mm-hmm. year to come, so mm-hmm. we're really not for sure. And that's one of the things when Doctor Lockwood came down, we don't have enough good research. We don't have enough people wanting to hear podcasts about muscadines, so we're, <laughs> but we're, we're going to change that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So we need it. We need to be able to get some more information. and Love Doctor Lockwood's heart. I mean, he's one man, uh, but like he told me, his research facility—he's got one plant. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, again, it, we're, we're doing some things that we talked about. We're cutting some, you know, we got sun. They're planted to the north and the south, so we got all day sun. But do we need morning sun? Do we need afternoon sun? Do we need – so we're trying to do some things this year, hopefully, will tell, you know, here's what I said when I first got here. Figure out what not to do and don't do it yeah. again next year mm-hmm. so you don't – so that's been one of the things that we've had to –
1: you're a, a little bit of a research facility say, you here yourself. yourself. Got some yet. test plots. That's, That's exactly awesome. right. And we've got
2: some great folks around here. Like within about ten mile radius, we've got. Well, we used to have about fifteen. Some of the frost back in twelve knocked some of those guys out. So we've got some guys here that we kind of bounce off things together. Uh, Fox Creeks, great folks to to work with. They help us with harvest. They help us with pruning. They help us bounce off things uh, if we've got issues. But we just don't have enough information to. To
1: go forward, mm-hmm. makes sense. Oh, Jonathan's got something to say. oh, so size.
3: JD, I have some <laughs> questions. I, I, of course, I know a lot about what all goes on here. We don't only do the vineyard and the the Musky Dimes, but we also do uh, weddings. We have a barn down here that's got a, a beautiful floor oh. in it. I've been over here a lot when they was putting the floor in that, and uh, it's a. I guess I call it an event barn. Mm-hmm. It's a, a event you know, barn. it's where you could have a. Um, uh, a reception or whatever you a meal uh, a lot of catered stuff but JD's very diversified I guess is my point and uh, willing to do whatever to make this work for for everybody involved well
2: that's a good point the diversification part of it <laughs> ever since we got here in 09 have tried to figure out how to take some of the heat off of harvest we are always always oh and it probably will be this till the cows come home so to speak uh, it will be the harvest is what makes or breaks the year. But here, here's the thing, when in February of 2012, Tennessee passed what they call a custom crush law. Now I'll give you before February of 2012, we had pick here in 09, 10. Again, the first year I was seven days a week. Well, I was trying to harvest uh, you know, a 20 ton load, which takes me probably about two days to get the old way. Uh, I would have grandma come in and she wanted to get $5 worth of Mm -hmm. berries. Love her heart. Mm -hmm. We stopped the tractor. We went and got grandma and took her and she got her $5 worth of berries and she went home and ate them and had an amazing day. And we got finished with that and we went, so we said, we can't do this seven days a week. We're going to have to figure out something. So we were learning, learning what not to do so that we could be productive. And so... We had jellies and jams. I met up with a lady that private labels our jellies and jams for us, and I did. We had a big garden. I did chow chow sauces. I did anything in the world you could do with muscadines, because I was well. With, some of it was out the without the owner's consent, because I was trying to figure out how how do we preserve? You know, if I pick yeah. if I pick the fruit, I've got five to eight days under refrigeration to get it into something. So. What do we do? Let's preserve it somehow. Mm-hmm. So let's make jellies and jams and sauces and chow chows and figure out how we do goat milk products. We do goat milk lotion, muscadine, with anything muscadine. We're muscadine crazy here. But what I found out was nobody was willing to drive nine miles off of 75 to pick up a jar of jelly or a thing of lotion or a hand soap or anything like that. So in February of 2012, when Tennessee said, hey, what we'll do to help these agriculture guys out, we'll let you partner with the wineries who have production facilities and you can take your fruit. So it's called a farm winery. You can take your fruit to them and they can put, they can process okay. it for you. So we sit down at a table like this and talk with a winemaker. We're going to bring you this fruit. We'd like it for, to taste like, you know, we've got some ideas mm-hmm. of how we want it to be. Started out with two wines. So they make it for us. They put our label on it. We bring it back here. We taste it and sell it right here on the farm. Now... Nine miles off the interstate to buy a bottle of wine is not a big issue. So that's what they do. And then they pick up some jam and jelly and some <laughs> other things that we got laying on here. So now what we started out was just you pick. We were open two months out of the year. Now we're open. We're open. Well, I call it. It's a 13-month <laughs> job, eight days a week is what I call it. But but now we're open 12 months out of the year. We're open five days a week. We're open Wednesday through Sunday, and if I'm here, and I'm here, I wake up here, and I go to sleep here. Uh, If I'm here, we're open the other two days. So technically, we're not scheduled open. But if somebody comes here and they drove from wherever, and I'm here, and they pull up, we open the doors. That's Mm -hmm. just that's kind of what we do. We close at six. If you call me at six fifteen and say, "Man, I'm in Crossville. I need to come over. Come on, we'll make it happen." Uh oh, I may be calling you, (laughs) JD.
1: You know, at six—that's seven o'clock your time. If it's six o'clock in Crossville,
2: <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. But we have definitely had to diversify, and then the event side has been a whole other, a whole nother ticket. Of course, obviously, I know, I know maybe in this podcast we're not talking about COVID, but when COVID happened, we basically shut the doors mm-hmm. for two months. I, I shut the gate. I sent all the staff home. Uh, and, and look, we've got great a great team and great staff here. That's why this place looks like it does. But we shut the gate, and we were delivering products over the fence. Bless your heart. They would call an order. <laughs> it, it, it was really, I mean, who knew that that yeah. would impact every, I mean, it, nobody knew. So there again, we've had, I've been here tw- 13 years. There's never been a season the same. And then we had COVID, and then we had a jar shortage. Everybody started canning. Yeah. So what did you? So I couldn't. Yeah. So I have freezers full of muscadines <laughs> waiting to be able to get wow. some more jars okay. so I can go to production with jams and jellies. Wow. Because I'm I'm at zero. Uh,
1: now it's lids. Yeah. yeah there you yeah. go lids too um jars and lids there's a, a nationwide yeah. shortage but don't go and that. hoard it up <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't if you see them, them <laughs> don't buy 50 packs if you're not going to use them um but yeah there is there has been a shortage and you know we have to talk about covid a little bit because sit was kind of born out of covid right and um,
0: yeah and born just like you said of of that causing that shortage of everybody all of a sudden Mm -hmm. had a wanted to grow their own food and they were at home and then they wanted to preserve their own food and so and we had to tell them to do it the right way right
1: (laughs) that's right we we just you know we just gently guided them yeah gently gently guided
0: yeah Um, yeah just to put a little disclaimer you're going to see some products out there because there is a shortage uh, mm-hmm. suggesting you use them like multi-use lids those are not okay those are not tested so some you know folks are taking advantage yeah, yeah.
1: um so just out of curiosity and you, you may have already said this but what exactly is your your title your role here because it, it sound kind of sounds like it's everything
2: <laughs> well, I'm the trash guy on Thursdays. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not no, well, right. you know, maybe, we all have those I guess, days. <laughs> you know, have a title. We all do whatever. But my, my title basically is vineyard manager. And so that okay. consists of the grounds, the harvest, the arrangement of transportation, uh, tasting room, tasting room staff, uh, wine production. <laughs> Wine production, getting the fruit there, getting so, the wine back—it's yeah. everything. Okay. So a little bit of everything. I it guess. is. It's
1: a little, a little bit of everything. Who does your um, jams and jellies? We and- have a
2: lady at Daylilies down in Cleveland uh-huh. that she private labels for. I met up with her back in '09. Fantastic. Her name is Lani Hart, and that's what she does for a living. Um, she goes to all the markets in Chattanooga. She's in, she's located in Cleveland, but she goes to the markets in Chattanooga and that's what she does. I met up with her through Michael Mayfield suggested that I meet up with her and I've been using her ever since. And we've come up with some crazy, like I do a muscadine chow chow, which I'm going to give her the credit for. But uh, she said I would always go in there. Now here's what, here's a prime example of what would happen during that. I would go to her house, we would finish harvesting or whatever. And I'd be like, Oh, I've got, you know, Two boxes of muscadines, or so many gallon, or whatever. I need to bring them to you so we can make some whatever. So I would go in there. I'd leave here like at six thirty-seven, because I, you know, or or closer to dark. And I would get to her house about forty-five minutes to her house, and she would have something cooking on the stove. So her home is her certified kitchen. She would have something cooking on the stove, and I would go in there. I want to stir it, you know. I want (laughs) to stir the pot. I want to do the whatever. And I would take some of that and I'd say, you know what, if we made some of that with muscadine, like she was doing chow chow one time, she said, no, there is no way. <laughs> so she made some after I left. I kind of planted the seed, I hope she didn't listen to this, but I kind of planted the seed, and her husband tried it and he said, that's the best chow chow you've ever made. What? Now here's what, here's what I found out since I've been doing this. Muscadine is a great blender flavor. Okay. So it blends well with all kinds of different tomatoes, uh, cabbage, onion. I mean, I would have this. Never kind of, guess. I, I mean, guess. it's a great blend. So you get that sweet. Uh huh. You get some sour. You get some heat. You get. I mean, it's just. It's I, like,
1: That's yeah, so it's,
2: cool. A, it, it's really cool. So we've created, and thank goodness that Tennessee passed the Custom Crush Law in twelve. We took advantage of it in September of thirteen. We started out with two wines, our most still our most popular wines now, Sweetwater and Dragon Canoe. Those are our two traditional, semi-sweet, very bold muscadine flavor. Uh, man, they turned out fantastic.
1: Ooh, I'm glad you just said Dragon Canoe. I, I want
0: to see... I wanna see. If, 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 if we just had the same thought yeah, so Because
1: um, that reminded me of us We were kind of discussing it before we started podcasting um, Can you tell us the origin of the name? And
2: So Solly is Cherokee Indian And we feel like the Cherokees found muscadines before anybody Now you will not read that in a history book You're probably not going to get that anywhere else But we feel like they found it first So we're trying to give credit back where credit's due so what we have done with the name of the place, uh, and some of our wines are named after Cherokee Indians. So Dragon Canoe was one, uh, obviously Solly was. let we do use like the rivers, Hiawassee, French Brawl, things that kind of are related to Tennessee or some of the Cherokee mm-hmm. nation that we know of.
0: So, and I have no idea the answer to this question like so i don't even know if this is you know they say there's no dumb questions right absolutely or muscadine's just appalachia or that they grow other places no they
2: do grow other places we we just happen to be i mean they grew wild here forever Uh sir walter raleigh came over and they were talking about this fruit you know so i mean Mm -hmm. they've grown wild. north carolina's big georgia's big um arkansas's big um Alabama's big. So it's a southern grown fruit. Southern okay. here's, here's, the, here's the thing. The biggest thing is it doesn't get too cold so that it snap. You know, zero degrees or in the teens, we're okay. I had a gentleman call me last week that was talking about, and he's a little bit higher elevation than we are. He gets down to zero, and he, he actually had some muscadines planted, and he actually saw them split over wow. the winter because it got so cold. Uh, we happen to be, knock on wood, the guy that bought the place that put the vineyard in, he put the vineyard in the right spot and planted it the right way. In the fact of north and south orientation, we got great wind flow through here, so I knock down disease. Muscadines don't have as much disease as your vinifera grapes or your concords and some other things. But, man, it it's not that it's you don't have to do anything, but right now, knock on wood, I can say that we spray the vines, the foliage, with nothing. Now.
1: Uh, that was gonna be my next question. <laughs> I was so,
2: gonna so, ask. In her head. you got my <laughs> so, head. I do spray a chemical to kill the crass underneath the road because you gotta think, I got 35 acres. Yeah. I mean, it's just time. We're a very small staff here, very close-knit staff. My dad's be 79 this year. He's been with me since I started in 09. got Vicente's Aww. been with me since 09. Uh, I've got one other person. And so we're, we're just really small. i have got two people in the taste room that kind of cover that. I actually have a girl from UT that was an intern here that we've hired on, and she stepped up. She kind of handles our event things. Uh, um, I mean, she's kind of been – she now is making the schedule for the taste room. So she's come from student – too, she's yeah. still here with us, uh, and, and and that's awesome. That uh, it awesome. takes more people. The owner is very active in what we do here. He's here. Uh, he has a farm in Englewood that he lives at when he's here. He travels a lot as well. But uh yeah, it's just a, it's just the coherency of what we got going. I mean, it's the team. That's what it. I mean, that's why it, it's the
3: way it is. That's why it works. That's why it works.
1: Yeah. That's
3: awesome. So that's uh, back to... I love that Cherokee Indian story thing. That may be my favorite part of all this stuff. Of course, we have a lot of Indian history in, in this county, but uh, JD's website uh, is... Spell that, JD. So, yeah. Because so, so, I yeah, always we say it wrong. Solly. Solly. So the
2: T is silent. So it's T-S-A-L-I. And our website is com. Mm-hmm. So it's T-S-A-L-I-N-O-T-C-H.com. And now... You know, with this pandemic thing, we have talked about that just a minute ago. In March of last year, is the first time I've ever went and shipped directly to consumer. That was you know, going to be another question,
1: JD. The only get out of my you head. Do, the only place <laughs> you can
2: do is get it here, and there's still some of our products. That's the only place you can get it. We have one wine called Chicanha Hay. It's very near and dear to my heart. We took only a thousand pounds because we thought, oh, how's it going to work? So we have a neighboring. Vineyard, uh, actually it's a winery, uh, Silver Springs Vineyard, which is down in Riceville, and he does wine like his grandfather. He's Greek, and so he does a he does a different take. So here's the cool thing: I told you that we had two to start with. Now we have ten. And I've got three more in the works so in a
1: pretty short amount of time I mean that's not that from long
2: 13 to 21 and some of them have yeah. to be aged for a couple of years we got one that we oak age and that takes a couple of years to do that we've got some that's being made here in the back so we're a winery as well we're not only a farm winery but we're a winery as well uh, so I've got some making in the back uh, but it's just to take the fruit that's that's grown right here and that you can make it a gazillion different ways, mm-hmm. and it turns out fantastic.
3: What's uh What's the future plans, JD, for this? I mean, sounds I'm sitting here listening to this, and you're talking about. I mean, you've added a. I know a whole lot of stuff. There's a new uh, warehouse facility here. Yes, uh, uh,
2: you know we had to do that to grow. Uh, <clears throat> our first warehouse was uh, way small, uh, and so we had we had to do some things to kind of grow here. Uh, and things have been growing and and so what we'd like to do you know obviously events that's some of the things that we want to try to freshen up but again we have to deal with a day-to-day basis of the growing of the grass the growing of the grapes <laughs> that's what puts bread and feeds my family right so we have we, we're always focused there but we're trying to like i said the event things you know obviously last year was nothing it went from hey we got a bunch of events to nothing all and just about that so we're we're rescheduled some of those and some of those are happening this year but we're starting to book some weddings and doing some smart things like we've got a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club uh, here on Saturday. Uh, So just trying to, that's probably the one thing that we're trying to expand on. Now, talking about the fruit or the agriculture side of it, once we can consistently sell and not have years, here's what I worry about. I promise you, Jonathan, you call me and you tell me you want five ton. I promise you, I'm going to bring you five ton. I don't want to have to call you back and say, "Man, the fruit didn't come." I had I got hit by the frost, so that's kind of a challenge. And there's no simple way to estimate how much tonnage you're going to have for the year. Just to give you, I went from anywhere from 65 tons a year to the last couple of years has been well over a hundred. So. Mm-hmm. Last year, a year before last, we did about 150. That's nine semi loads. Wow. Uh, last I mean, year we did about 142 tons. You
1: think about the size of a muscadine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of muscadines nine to make a ton. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot. Are they're not? They don't have to be like refrigerated or anything we in the semis. We
2: ship them under refrigeration. Wow. I, they basically so to here's the process keep. of that. Uh, They'll keep two to three, you know, I said I got five to eight days, that's really cold. Uh, But I can keep them for, I feel good about keeping them, I don't like to keep them but 24 hours, honestly. But let's say we get caught in the field and it's rain, I need Mm -hmm. somewhere to hold over. I can do 48 hours. I I like to have them to the winery, no more than 48 hours. Now there's been certain circumstances that it's taken us a little bit. We had a breakdown of the machine, but thank goodness we've upgraded, last year we upgraded to a brand new harvest machine that was built for us over in North Carolina, and uh, it changes the game for us. So, mm-hmm. I would like to talk a little bit about that if you're available. it. we'll come back to... So, <laughs> we used to pick, when we bought the farm, the owners bought the equipment with the farm as well, and it had a... M eighty two hundred that was bought at Dooley Tractor in Athens, Tennessee.
3: <laughs> but, uh, uh,
2: so they bought he bought it there, and we had an old great picker from France. It was a Brawn. Now it is a sister company to New Holland, uh, which I thought was really cool to found out. They didn't really know anything at the New Holland Dooley Tractor. Didn't know anything <laughs> about the, but and that's okay. So that thing was like working with ancient. I mean, it was so you take a you take a machine that's supposed to pick grapes, you convert it to make it pick muscadines. Now it worked, and we did it for a while, but man, we figured out quick that it wasn't very efficient. So what had to happen? Picking with that way, it takes six to eight weeks to harvest the fruit. Mm. So we we fought that for some time. You know, I had a mechanic here that was on staff with us and. You know, getting the machine to even to run when we first got... I mean, knowing how to use With that
1: machine. kind of time, did you have a lot of waste?
2: Exactly. That machine lost a ton of fruit. Yeah. I mean, literally tons of fruit went on the ground. So when we were getting 65, 75 tons, we thought, man, we've got this wit, This is awesome. <laughs> it's like, man, look at all this on the ground. Mm-hmm. You can't scoop it up and put, put it in a bucket. So what we would do... Uh, we would fight it. And then my buddy, Randy at Fox Creek, he had bought a harvest machine for his vineyard. And so one afternoon, we'd been fighting it all day. There were three of us, Dad, Santa and myself. Um, and we picked 15 boxes. I mean, all day. I'm talking about starting at 8 o'clock and just... Because of the way the machine that we used to have, the brawn, is you had to pass through the row and you filled a hopper. And once you got that hopper full... Then you had to get to the end of the row and you had to dump it in the bins that you load on the truck to take to... Well, that would take forever. I might have to pass some of these short rows three times. These rows over here took me well over an hour. 1,281 feet take me well over an hour to pick one row. So we had picked 15 boxes. I got hung up on two vines. I was frustrated. I saw the Calvary. I've already heard the story of the Calvary's coming. Well, I saw Randy and his harvest machine coming over the hill. I said, "Boys, let's put our stuff to the side. He's going to come in. We're going to fill this order because I was in a. I need to get out tomorrow. He came in and picked 18 boxes in about three hours. Oh, wow! I hope That's the owner a big doesn't difference. listen to this, I said, take that machine that we have, take it to the back, and set it on fire. <laughs>
3: I'm sure you, you it felt it that way, yeah. though. <laughs> oh,
1: absolutely.
2: So we fought it all day, and it's like, we knew it wasn't efficient, but making that jump and making that mm-hmm. transition, that's a growing pain that we, man, you're going know, to spend $100,000 on them. You know, it's like, you use it one month out of the, I mean, so yeah. again, here, let's roll the dice. And so we fortunately.
1: When you uh, when you uh, pinned to paper it, though, you know, you said you were getting sixty five um
2: 65
1: tons. Tons, thank you, and, that, and now you're getting double, double that, right. so That well, when you think about that waste, and like you said, the muscadines are your bread and butter, so to speak. That's so, what put
2: bread on the table. So yeah. we did, and obviously seeing his machine work, it's a machine, just like, thank goodness, for uh, Ag Enhancement, uh, that helped buy that machine with us, uh, and so, but it's designed to pick muscadines. It is wider, it is longer, it feels on the fly, so it takes twenty minutes to pick twelve hundred eighty-one feet. Now we're opposed to it took over it took over an hour. Wow! That's so a big the efficiency difference. of I can pick faster than the winery can take now. So now that's a, so that so that now that's a holdup. If I can only take twenty ton <laughs> every second day, and we have a, actually have a meeting about that. The Collier Wine Group up in Pigeon Fords are. Fantastic for Tennessee wine for Tennessee Vineyards. They want Tennessee fruit. They I will say it again. They if it wasn't for them, they want Tennessee fruit. Now we got some great wineries across the state, mm-hmm. but Collier Your Wine Group is dogmatic on taking Tennessee fruit. I
1: love that. I love
0: that too. And, that's
2: so, and, and, that's and so the good. thing that we do here at Solid Notch, I want to give the best quality mm-hmm. fruit that we can give. Now We've had some heartaches, headaches and, and, and bloodshed and, and tears rolling down your eyes because we have dumped some fruit that I felt that was subpar. But I think that's the reason where we are today is because we did that early. Mm-hmm. I had some fruit that was going over to Middle Tennessee. I called the winemaker and shot him pictures and said, look man, I just don't feel good about this. He needed the fruit. He needed it to make production, but I said, man, this is not good fruit. I wouldn't sell this to my grandma. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, I said, I said, are you, he said, well, I really need it. But if I can, when you get up, I mean, I'm going to drive four and a half hours to you. You're going to look at it. And you're going to say, man, this is horrible. JD, why'd you even bring this to me? Mm-hmm. So I said, so we made a call. I said, look, it was over three tons. I dumped it in the garden mm-hmm. at the time. You talk about crying. I cried mm-hmm. like a baby. I thought, Man, this is we're we're about to fold up, you know. But I think that has set the difference because we gonna take you the cream of the crop. We're, Quality You beautiful. make great wine with great fruit. You make great jelly with great food. That's so true. That, that's how it works.
1: You were building that reputation. That's right. and it's important. Um I, oh, I know what was I was looking at Megan trying to remember my train of thought. I'm telling you, you're a wealth of information. And I just was sitting here and I decided that JD and Jonathan are going to go on the road with us um, Ooh, forever. Right. All podcasts because I just think they have been fantastic
0: They have today. been fantastic.
3: Well, JD's only available after Harvest. so He's got, <laughs> he's got a it's, whole lot of work between now and then to do.
1: Harvest is September and October, right? See, I listen.
3: Well, we're generally late <laughs> September. Now, we do start
2: UPIC, but 'Cause here's the thing, some people, timing wise, some fruit comes riper so the very people start calling first of September. I said, Yeah, we'd love to have you. And you we will be open this week, whatever the day is of the first uh, first day in September. We'll be open, but it's kinda like hunting the Easter egg. You might have a ripe one here, but you might have to go, <laughs> you know, everywhere. But and as the weeks go on, the better that gets. Sure. Now for me going to the winery I want them cream of the crop. I I want the high brick value. We start (laughs) testing bricks. We start looking at them. We're 15, we're 17, we're 18, we're 19. So we start, Mm -hmm. and then we'll make a call on what variety is going where, when, who, and how. So we we first started, we sold to two places. Now we're selling to about four, uh, potentially five. So, I mean, it's really expanded. Mm -hmm. Um, It's taken us a while. Uh, our state organization, Tennessee Farm and Wine Alliance, I uh, sat on the board for that uh, for a couple years. Uh, great, it's just like a co-op of knowledge of wineries and vineyards kind of coming together because we've got some hurdles in Tennessee to, to cross with alcohol and, and things like yeah. that. And, and for us, it's, it's not about the wine. It is, it, here, here it is, here's the bottom line. We pick the fruit, we can preserve it. I can put it on the shelf so I can be open 12 months out of the year so exactly. I can have tourism come here and people will not drive off nine miles off the interstate to buy a jar of jelly they just won't do it but they will drive nine miles off the interstate to, and we've got great I mean we've got the lost sea we've got Benton's bacon we've got you know Sweetwater Valley farms we have got a gazillion <laughs> of places to see right here and we got to get them off the road to do that and so we've gone from no billboards. now we have billboards now we you know so but that is the main thing. I take a perishable product. I wish mm-hmm. they could do it with milk because the dairy guys would love it if you could figure out how to preserve that like we do here. But and they do make some vodkas out of some you know, skin milk. But anyway, that's, that's for John Harrison's I did Harrison's
1: not top. know that. <laughs> I now have a question to ask, though. (laughs) That's that's
3: the (laughs) next episode, right? Yeah,
2: Yeah, it really is, isn't it? (laughs) If you think about it, like Grandma and Grandpa, I mean, that was the thing. They were growing their own products. They were doing something, but they had something to preserve it so they could go back and visit it December, January, February, when everything was still dormant until until spring came out so you could start back again. So that... That's the whole process of, of why we put wine in a bottle, I mean, and that's
0: exactly the story we want to tell. Yeah, you know, we talk about sitting spells, sitting out on the porch, but we want to talk about East Tennessee, Appalachia, the great food and products that come from what makes it special, and mm-hmm. that's exactly and like
1: and that. why? Why did it? Why did it? You know, like you said, muscadines were were uh, native here; they they grow here. Well, why did we need to figure out a way to keep them? And you
0: know. like we want like hey you need to come to like Let's you say. said this area right here is a hotbed a culinary hotbed it Absolutely. really
1: is um, Absolutely. like uh jd just said uh, it was funny he just literally ran through our podcasts you did. because um, we've done alan benton benton's uh smoky mountain oh. country Hands. uh we've done um we're here now And y'all... We have
0: Sweetwater Valley in a couple weeks. We have Sweetwater Valley in a couple weeks.
1: (laughs) But, um, you know, he keeps saying driving, what, nine miles off the interstate or whatever. The view alone. I mean, I would drive off the inter... Now that I know... I felt like I've I've been sleeping on this place. <laughs> I didn't realize, um, you know. Even if you don't want to come and get a uh, get wine or get muscadines, even though I'm going to come and pick muscadines, um, just coming to and and seeing the whole the whole place. It is really really beautiful. It's a special
3: well, place. It, it, it is it, a special, it is special
1: place.
3: We need to thank you, JD, for yes. all your work. You know, ensuring that we have this great crop and. Uh, you know, if you if you're not involved in agriculture or this industry, you don't realize all the work that goes in this. It's not just one day we pop up and say, "Hey, we're going to make some wine or make some yeah. mustard done juice." So there's a ton of work and a ton of people that are supporting you and helping you and and uh, you know the R Woods and all your farm family community down here that helps support all the work that you do. Uh, but we, we really need to thank you for all that. And uh, all of our farmers, you know, that provide all this great, wonderful food for us so we can go off and do podcasts and do whatever it is we do during the day.
1: Just enjoying our food at the dinner table. (laughs) People, because people don't understand. I don't think, you know, we are very fortunate to live where we live because we have so many gardens and we have so many opportunities to see farms in action but i know in the big city uh, <laughs> but the bigger cities they don't ever see and and an, like a cow
0: food comes from the grocery store that right?
1: food comes from the grocery I'm store so and so they, there, there is a, a disconnect and people don't always understand the work that goes into farming and the process that is into it um this is a random side a side story but um I was at an event a farm day one time and there were some kids there from Memphis Memphis is part of Tennessee but barely right I mean it's a it's a different atmosphere and they had never seen chickens or pigs or they were so amazed at the cows and the chickens and the pigs because they had never seen them in real life before
2: yeah well, that's a, you're exactly right. So wow. he, here's a, a a great thing that we got to do a few years ago, and obviously COVID knocked some of that head as well. But we used to right here from this farm, I've got three. Well, I've got more than that, but three. I've got a goat farm. A lady that makes goat products with our muscadine juice, and I've got the dairy farm that I refer to as Arwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we used to have a school group come from Chattanooga every summer. And they had like, I don't know if it was a STEM program or I'm not for sure, but she originally graduated from, uh, from Madisonville High School, graduated uh, Carson. Uh, gosh, I hope she don't listen because I can't remember her first name. But, <laughs> uh, Keisha, Keisha Carson. So she originally from here, she would bring her class. She was the principal of that school. And in the summertime, so we would get the goat farm. They would bring up baby goat and talk about goat. Blaine would bring a baby calf and talk about a cow and talk about the production. And then we would talk about muscrum because although we're all agriculture, we're all shooting. I don't have to mm-hmm. feed any animals and I'm not as, as they are, but mm-hmm. it's just a different mode. And to be able to see three different types of agriculture in one place, it was amazing to look at their faces and their chins would... And, and they were... Their they mouths were,
1: would literally drop. Drop wouldn't you open. Mean? Yeah. And
2: they were filming this with... GoPros and mm-hmm. so that what they had to do is they had groups. They had to see what they and then they presented it at the oh, end of the nothing. thing. Oh. But mm-hmm. so here you take technology to somebody like us and you're talking GoPro. We're looking at them like <laughs> so we're awe at all what they're doing because they're recording <laughs> with this I mean they got this camera that's like this, you know, mm-hmm. we got a camera that's like this, mm-hmm. can't even fit in the room. But they're teaching us and we're teaching mm-hmm. them. That's the cool thing That's about awesome. the... I mean, that is what, a, what a heck of a circle that mm-hmm. was to be able to watch that and for them to look at a cow or look at a goat and be like... It, it was amazing. Now, we have not been able to do that in the last couple of years. Yeah. But just it's, it's just amazing. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it is. And I, and I feel like... Uh, just tastes better when it's local tastes doesn't it? better. Like, and when you know the story behind it i'm like oh man it just it, it means better. more like i don't know how to explain that but like hey this is from right down the road this you
1: know <laughs> you put a name to it you're like this came from jd's farm yeah. <laughs> this is, this is JD, a jd muscadine <laughs> this is JD muscadines i mean jd's
0: muscadines are the best <laughs> yeah.
1: but it's true I, mm-hmm. I, I have to agree it does mm-hmm. taste better when you know where it's coming from
3: and then not to mention all the economic benefit of that, you know, mm-hmm. supporting local people, providing local jobs. Yes. Uh, JD's got several people he mentioned, you know, that works here. And uh, this is just like a, a Napa Auto Parts store in our county, you know, it's a, a, a business itself. That's and right. The economy, the economics part of it is uh, really important to our community and our culture and and our well-being and our food safety part, you know, if we got a lot of little small farms, we're a lot safer than having uh, one mm-hmm. great big huge yeah. farm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, just a great place to visit. It's uh, the address again, JD is uh, 16- one sixty two Harrison Road, Madisonville, Tennessee three seven three
2: five four. And you put that in your <laughs>
3: GPS, your iPhone, or whatever, and bring it'll you bring you right to the front gate. Bring you gate. right to the front gate, and uh, just a great place to visit. Um, there's a ton of people that come here and just make pictures.
1: Um, I, I've seen, I don't know how many people walking past. Yeah, I just saw a graduation gown Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, I just waved at them as they go by. Little so kids that, looking in the window. So
2: that, see, I forgot about that. So that's another. You know. So we do, we're the backdrop. We used to be the backdrop of probably about 175 photographers. And then oh, we wow. tried to figure out how to make that work for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting pictures from them to help promote what we do. Unfortunately that didn't work out well because the pictures they were taking, although they were awesome it's just not something I could use as a, in Mm -hmm. some kind of publication to help. So long story short, now we have a photo policy and a fee for that. Uh, And so that's ongoing kind of deal. We probably have a hundred now. It's, I mean it's this prom season was upon us so we had started out with Cross Creek They had prom night. They had probably two dozen, three dozen people. We had, we'll see. Meigs County was next, and then we had Sequoia, (laughs) then we had Sweetwater. Then so last weekend we had McMinn Central. We probably had three or four hundred people here. Oh wow! Uh, It's it's kind it gets crazy.
1: Well, I truly appreciate you taking time today and talking oh, to us. I have really, really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> I know I keep smiling. I'm smiling
1: makes fantastic. Megan and I, we have had we laugh because we're like, this is so fun. Like we're so we're so excited, and it's so fun because we just love hearing about how things work how things grow, you know, the whole process, and you have just been awesome. I'm telling you, you're going on the road with us, you and Jonathan both.
0: Jonathan Ray, Jonathan always have the hookup.
3: Well, I I appreciate J.D. too. Uh, I have never asked him, and I have brought tons of groups over here. (laughs) We've done everything. Uh, I've wanted uh, wagon tours of the vineyard and just whatever it is. J.D. has always accommodated me, and I can never pay him back for that. Uh, both I, got him, I
2: got a tab for him though. <laughs> yeah, He's got me a tab and We're work, work, working
3: that down But you know I appreciate that Relationship we have And uh, it's just A whole win For our old, Our whole community Really it is yeah. And a Great little uh, jewel here among the foothills.
1: It really is. Um, we really appreciate you, JD. Is it okay if we take some pictures and stuff of the grounds? Is that allowed? I, I don't know. I, I don't, I yeah. mean, are you going to charge yeah. us? I have to charge you <laughs> for it. want
0: right. the audience to see, and you can go on to um, on Instagram, we're actually called Facts of Life.
1: F A C S. Of life,
0: mm-hmm. family, and consumer sciences. Um, and then you'll find us at Citispell on Facebook. So come see what we're talking about. Um, and then we always really come see, come visit.
1: We always try to do some kind of short video pictures um, of our podcast because we want everybody to be able to see as well as hear um, because I just think that really helps. When you see how beautiful and you're after hearing everything you've said, they're going to be like, I've got to go, I have to.
0: They're
2: going to be driving that nine miles off nine the Nine miles hey, off the I interstate. I appreciate you guys thinking of us. Obviously, oh. John, Jonathan, uh, I appreciate him because he, you know, some of these things we wouldn't know about and be able to help spread the word because we're so kind of focused here. To, sure. Uh, and I'm a little anal probably in a few ways. I, I like <laughs> things to be a certain way. So we end up spending a lot more time here at the farm and not able to get out and do, you know, we do some wine trails. Uh, Tennessee Wines is a great place to Look up, uh, I think it's Tennesseewines.com. We've got an upcoming, um, um, it's in Chattanooga, Tennessee in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff was shut down by COVID. But, I mean, a lot of times we're not able to get out here. Jonathan's out there doing what he does. You guys are doing what you do. So you guys can think of, hey, yeah. that would be a great fit for us. And you, you guys, we want to thank y'all because y'all helped get the word out for us. Because we're kind of tunnel vision here on the farm, we got we got to mow, we got to get this, we got to prune this, well, we got to yeah. do that. We got, you know, so that's your living. As, <laughs> absolutely. So well, I appreciate y'all for what y'all do.
1: Megan and I are, are pretty passionate about um, agriculture mm-hmm. and about family and consumer sciences, and just crossing those lines and and showing how they work together and how they're interwoven. And now this
0: was just. Perfect. This couldn't have been a bit of more perfect example it's of, perfect. of agriculture and family consumer sciences together.
1: Well, we appreciate you. Um, so I think that's going to wrap us up today. Yeah,
0: and I think next we're headed just down the road. Just down I'm the road. Just down the road to Sweetwater Valley
1: Farms. Um, So Those look us up. Uh, are great folks. The
2: Harrison's are great folks. Yeah, we're super excited. We, we are working so excited. We're to try to create a, a new wine trail. We had a wine trail going on that it was too far. It was about three and a half hours. So that's really too far. Yeah. So we were working on this. Then the pandemic uh, yeah. hit, but we're hopefully... 2021, 2022, we'll get it together and it won't be the foothills wine and cider trail. It'll be the foothills wine and cheese trail. Oh, so I love it! The there you it. Um, and that's, maybe
0: people will be following in our footsteps, like because you literally can follow in our footsteps yeah, where we've been so far. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: that's the truth. <laughs> I, I will also say, um, you said you're you get focused on uh, mowing and so. See, we just can't leave. We just keep talking. I'm sorry. Um, this might be a two episode. It yeah. might be. You get focused on on your you know what you're doing, but you were recommended to us. It was so funny um, when we were. talking talking about what you know well we're wanting to do these podcasts number one jonathan ray's like I know who you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, he did not hesitate. He's like, you've got to talk to this one. Um, and then our assistant dean.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Our dean of family consumer sciences. Um, she's actually new to us, yeah. new to the state of Tennessee. Dr. She Fox. like, I have a place for y'all to go to. She has visited here. And we said, well, we're, we already have that scheduled. Who, who was
1: it? Dr. Uh, Janet Fox. So she's uh, been in Louisiana the past, oh, I can't remember how many years. But when they moved to Tennessee, to, when she accepted this position and they moved to Tennessee, she's checking out all all the local you know local attractions and local areas gotcha. and doing different things and she was like I know where I mean she yeah. came to us she was like I know where you she need said, to podcast I, I, think
2: I've met her
1: before. I, I don't know how long ago it was I can't remember it was it's been within the past few months gotcha. um yeah. that she's visited but yeah she so well, you're, cool. you're you're out there man <laughs> well,
2: that's good. It, it takes a while it takes a while
1: but all right well we really appreciate you um tune in to our next episode where we'll be at sweetwater valley farms and look us up on facebook and the gram all right until next time
0: see y'all